Hey everyone, welcome to Can We Be Friends? My name is Walter and I'm an artist, writer, nail technician and am your host of this podcast. Throughout these episodes, I'll be chatting with some of my favorite artists in the music industry whilst doing their nails at the same time. I'm very excited to finally have a space I can bring all of my favorite things together all in the one place and for you to get to know me and my guests a little better. So let's get into it. Today's special guest is not just your new favorite hyperpop princess, but she's also your new insight into how to get heads turning when it's time to roll out your artist project. She's a multifaceted artist who only launched onto the scene late last year with her hit single Taking It Off, and since then she's been shortlisted for the Hottest 100, been a finalist in this year's DIY Supergroup competition by Triple J, and has captured the attention of 46,000 followers on TikTok. With a bold entrance onto the scene and a work ethic to match, this artist has all the tips and tricks on how to best curate a brand and market your project. Formerly known as Bria, please welcome to the podcast, my friend Stocker. Hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> um, we're starting the podcast earlier this time. So we can talk about nails more because I've missed that in so many of my episodes. I'm fully yeah. letting you choose. My nails and your canvas. Oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> As long as it's weird, I'm happy. That's the vibe for me. Like really weird. Really, I had, I did a shoot once where I had like, I, <laughs> and I started going out with them on. I made nails that were all connected by chains. And so I would walk, I couldn't do anything with my hands. I just had to walk like this. But right. I went to a bar and I'm like trying to grab my drink, but I can't because there's all these chains in the way. Right. Okay. <laughs> I see. It's okay. I'm camp all the time. Maybe let's get the chromes out actually. Yeah. Because then we can have a look at what colors we're working with rain on me <laughs> we're working with like chrome metallic colors and they're like green and blue and purple and like teal teal and we're gonna kind of do clear mm. metallic like balloon spaceship chrome, like just learnt photoshop 3d like, yes that's the vibe well i mean first things first you released your first song I don't know if it's your first song ever or your first song under Bria in August. It is my, technically my first song ever. And like the reason why I was like not sure about that is because I'm just not sure how that could be like your first song and be so good. Because <laughs> like my first few songs have been all deleted. And then the songs that are still out that are technically my first song, I'm not under that artist name anymore. So no, like I... I've had so many restarts. Well, I and you're actually, just out here killing it with the first <laughs> song. So, okay. I really appreciate that, Bestie. I, um, I am a little bit of a liar. I did release an album when I was 15. And oh. it was like, it wasn't on Spotify though, so I don't count it. And um, there's still like a, like, <laughs> like a botched Korea Mail article, like on the internet. <laughs> About it. <laughs> Where it's like, Bria Harper channels Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Okay, but also, how the hell, how the hell were you releasing music when you were fifteen? Um, I was a little girl boss, to be honest. She, um, I basically I moved from my small town when I was fifteen to come up to an art school here, and what I, art school? I wanted to go to Quacky. Yes. Okay. Love Stan. Um, did you go there? I did end up going. There. You did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just like a fun moment. Where did you move from? I moved from a. Technically, a city called Albury. Um, Where's but that? But it's like 
small town vibes. It's on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Dad was living up here and okay. my mum was down south and I was like, I... I wanted to do acting. Like, I was, like, a full theatre girl. Like, music was just the back burner. Um, So I came up to do theatre here. But I had to do, like, a changeover where you have to, like, audition. So I came up six months before I started the 10th grade. And I was at Kelvin Grove State College. And I was bored out of my brains. I was like, I already know I'm going to go to this other school. And um, Queensland's curriculum in the second semester is the same as New South Wales in the first semester. So I was just like repeating oh, content. Okay, I was right. bored out of my mind. And so I was just like, I'm going to make an album. <laughs> um, and like, how did you record it? Um, in my bedroom with like, I had one of those like eggshell mattress toppers that I put in my closet. And I just like, <laughs> I had a little live mic and... And like you'd written your own music. Yeah. (laughs) And what was the backing? Um, The backing was like, I had a like keyboard that I'd like put in with MIDI and like I had a guitar and I was using, I'd somehow like, I had no idea how to record properly, but I used my Roland amp that I used for like, that my dad wanted me to use for busking, but I was too lazy to wait. Is it like the the cube one? Yeah. It's like a little, like tiny little battery powered. Yeah. yeah, And I like managed to turn it into an interface by like using the headphones as an audio out into my laptop. Also, also, where did you learn how to even like (laughs) the fact that you needed an interface? How did you even know that? Like I need to somehow connect. I I didn't. I I think what I would have done at 15 is I would (laughs) have put on a camera and s- played guitar and sang to the camera and uploaded that. No, like, but I wouldn't have known how the... F- I wouldn't even <laughs> known to set up a mic. Like, I wouldn't have known how to actually get that recording into a computer. I wouldn't have even known you're supposed to do that. What I did was I started off with, like, I had an iPod and we had a family, like, iPad. And so I started off by I would take a video on the iPad and then then play the iPad and then while I'm pressing play on that video, I would sing and record it with my ipod and then i would go back and forth until i had like harmonies <laughs> on this, oh like, my god and it sounded like the recording was horrible by the end obviously but then i moved to my dad got me a mic and the little amp and like a keyboard so that i could start doing like he wanted me to do busking but i was like there's no way in hell i'm waking up at 6 a.m to like busk at the local markets Plus, they didn't get my vision. <laughs> like, a small town is not going to understand, like, me doing, like, Lana Del Rey covers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not the vibe. So. How old are you now? 21? 21, 21, yeah. And, like, um, shit's popping. Shit is hopefully popping. It is. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride for sure. But I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'm, I'm about to maybe start, like, a new artist name. <laughs> okay, hold that thought. I need to file, and then we're going into that. Deep dive. <laughs> Okay. Name change. Name change. Give Um, it to me. What what's going on? Because (laughs) what in the hell? I feel like Bria's just come out. I'm like fucking hell. Who's Bria? Like I've just seen Bria (laughs) popping up, and then Bria's everywhere, and And then I'm like, oh my god, Bria. And and now like you know you've shortlisted for the hottest 100. (laughs) All these Triple J playing all your shit from the first song, and I'm like, this isn't. This is the shit people want, but like it never happens, and like you're here, and it's like actually oh, it's happening, you. and now you're like I'm gonna change my name, <laughs> and I'm like hold 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 on. So what's happening? I'm a perfectionist. I just like I felt like my debut was rushed, and that she could have been better. <laughs> so <laughs> so I want to try again. Now I just want to say your debut. 
has a lot of reviews on Triple J. It's been played on Triple J. Like, what about it is... Mm-hmm. I think she's too horny. And I think I... Okay, the biggest problem, and this might make a little more sense, there's a lot of Briers out there, and one of them just signed to Sub Pop. So oh. it's difficult to find my name on Spotify. Okay. And I think I'll probably keep Speed Dial and taking it off there and just change the name. But then part of me is also like, mm, uh, Yeah, why don't you just... Yeah, look, I had this battle recently. I had the same thing because I had a bunch of music out before I changed my artist name to Walter. Mm. And I was like tossing up whether I should keep the current catalogue but just mm. change my name mm. or change my name and start fresh and have no yeah, music totally. under it. And I chose to do that. I feel like you've just got the whole branding thing down pat. Thank like, you. Like I feel like you're very good at that for someone who literally has like just released one <laughs> song and, a, and, you know, a feature. I feel like I don't hold a candle to wigs, to be honest. Those girls are genius. Really? Okay. Yeah, I guess, like, I've always been into um, social media. Like, when I was younger, like, a lot of other people, like, I wanted to be, like, a YouTuber. You know what I mean? Or, like, an actor. So that was always, like, in the cards. And I didn't realise that, like... I mean, I guess social media as a job has only become a thing recently. When I started the seventh grade, like, it was, like, 2013, like, peak of Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you just sort of, like, grow up learning how to brand and, like, curate a feed. Totally. Which is, like, kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've had conversations like this with some people, but it's, like, more based around Tumblr and, like, Mm. that era. Oh, I loved Tumblr. I was a Tumblr girl through and through. Branding is something that a lot of artists struggle with. Mm-hmm. What are your, like, do you have any tips? Tips for artists. Um, I think like when it branding. comes to it, it's about finding a signature. I think the most important thing is knowing, like with you, I like the color green and blue. You literally have to take it and make it a caricature. Yeah. Like make it like the thing. Yeah. Um, and that's the easiest place to start. And then you can get more nuanced from there. But it's important to be really simple from the start. Yeah. And like something that I've also noticed is like if I think I've done something a billion times, people mm. have only seen it 10. Exactly. Like when I think I'm overdoing <laughs> the blue and green, like mm. people are just starting to catch on. Yeah, and literally. I'm like, okay, I got to really milk this for people to actually see it. That's my problem though. And here's the struggle with, and probably why I'm thinking about like doing a name change and stuff is because my interests change like every two months. And so by the time people are like catching on and going, oh, this is Bria, this is her thing. I'm like, mm, no, done. I'm bored of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've just, cause I think about this a lot. And it's like, I don't want to always feel like I have to wear blue and green. Mm. And even when I go shopping, sometimes I've heard Billie Eilish speak about this and I can honestly relate. She's in one of her interviews, she talks about how she feels like she was being Billie Eilish, the, the artist, Mm. the brand. Yeah, literally. And she's like, who actually am I? Like, who's Billie Eilish? (laughs) I forgot because I'm just buying for the brand type thing. Yeah, literally. And sometimes when I go shopping, I'm like, okay. If you see something cool for, like, a Walter show, Mm. get it. But, like, Mm. if you see something cool that's pink Mm. or purple, fucking anything else, buy that. Like, you don't have to only wear blue and green. Exactly. And I do wear it a lot because I actually have always worn blue clothes a lot. I don't know why. Like, I always bought blue clothes. Mm. But I'm also learning that, like, I can do blue and green on everything else and... And still be... 
And I can still wear like a pink thing. It can still fit into my brand without it being yeah, exactly. specifically that color. Exactly. I struggled with that, like, I guess like the parasocial relationship and like my relationship with myself when I like first got big on TikTok, which like now it, I'm not considered big on TikTok, but like back in the day when it was like way smaller, I was getting followers and I was like, I have to... I have to like, I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Totally. I, I need to capitalize on it. But I ended up buying like a lot of stuff from fast fashion just to keep up with, with yeah, the trends. Yeah, even yeah, though yeah. that's like I not I felt this pressure before as well. Yeah. The pressure to keep up with. And I, I do not buy clothes in general, actually, really. Mm. Me and my friends have a joke about it that I actually just wear all their hand-me-downs. <laughs> I'm starting to buy my own clothes again, mm. especially at the start of this year. I was My mom gave me some money and I was like, I should probably buy some clothes. Yeah. But a part of me felt like I need to buy fast fashion to keep up with like the trends and, you know, the cool shit and they're hard mm. to come across when you're, you know, looking on Depop and Vinnie's and mm. you kind of have to be a bit more creative. Micro trends are so quick now. Yeah. That they're literally, first of all, collapsing on themselves. Yeah. But secondly, like that... Oh my god, I've lost my train of thought. Sometimes my brain just goes bing bong. But like you I had a really important point. Dear podcast, I had a really important point. And now we've lost it. No, I've but lost it's fine. It. So what is your you know, you're saying that a lot of the music you have is not like the music you have out? Yeah. What is the music that's unreleased sound like? What is the vibe? I got my beginnings in alternative pop, but which, like, what even is that? But, yeah, but I was really into, like, folk music. You know, the low-key girlies, like, um, Ainsley Wills or, like, Father John Misty or, like, Imogen Heap. Yes. Like, a lot. Back in, like, 2017, I started really getting into PC music. Okay. And so, like, I kind of had simultaneously these, like, you know, just, like, guitar, ballady, like, singer-songwriter things. And then... On the other side of that, I had, like, the full-on, like, hyper-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah, yeah. hard to make a decision. And so when I started working with James, my, like, main collaborator, we just went down the hyper-pop route. But we also went down the, like, Imogen Heap sort of route. I didn't want to... I didn't feel like I could come out the gate with something low-key. Like, I felt like I had to come out with a bang. Yeah. Um, but then Moss uh, was like, okay, I'm getting ready to release Speed Dial. And so then, like, that feature happened... And, and now, that, like, really got, like, goes with the first single. Yeah, it's, like, super aesthetic. poppy. So I was like, that's great, but how do I tone it down from this now? And also yeah. show that my music is way better than it was with taking it off. Um, <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, do I abandon her? <laughs> so let's go back a bit to, like, you were talking about releasing. You moved to that school, Quacky. Mm. And then you released... Was it an album, did you say? So I did my album in 2015. Kelvin Grove had a talent show called KG's Got Talent. And they, like, brought in some, like, journalists to, like, I don't know, write about the school. And so I just managed to, like... <laughs> I, like, pushed my way... Like, I was backstage already, but I was just, like, loitering around. And then when they finished, like, I just was, like, introduced Hi. myself. I was like, oh, my God, nice to meet you. Um, then they're like, who are you? I was like, I'm just one of the performers. And they were like, oh, can we interview you for the talent thing? I was like, yeah. And then I, like, mentioned that I was like, doing I have an, an album. album. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, oh, can we interview you? And I was like, yeah, go off. That is so funny. So I, like, did that. Yeah, and then I went to Quacky, and then I laid low for three years, because... 
Art so school. <laughs> were you doing more like acting there? Um, I started off in theatre there and then after six months, like, I was like, this is hell. I stopped doing music. Um, I'd, well, I'd stopped theatre and I moved into film. So I have like film background a bit too now. That's cool. That kind of makes sense. And yeah. that probably helps with a lot of like your visual element of like branding mm, and, and everything. Like colours. Colours. and oh, Yeah, because you've got like film. a background in it. I'm, I am winging it. As much as it looks like I know what I'm doing, I really don't. <laughs> I know how to talk out of my ass really well. And I think that's what's like, cause like, I just feel like all the triple J stuff and everything. Like I just emailed them out of the blue. I sent them like the, the header of the email was literally like, just like a photo of me and <laughs> so that it would catch their attention. And I was just like, look, I'm brand new. Like here's the song and they loved it. So I was like, oh my but God. But I feel I like that is smart. Thank you. No one would ever be like, I'm just going to send a photo of me. And then be like, the, the face speaks for itself. Babe. <laughs> like, how did you, did you just say hi? I, I basically, I was like. This is what I look like in case you want to know. <laughs> the only thing that I know with marketing is that you just got to tell them how you can help their job. Like, you just want to make their job easier. And so I was like, look, um, if you have any free spots for like premieres, this is my new song. Here is my story. Like, here's why it would be interesting. I'm working with Moss. James is in Psycho. Like, just name dropping to the yeah. fucking yeah. line. I think the most important thing is you need to work out before you do anything, before you even think about releasing, you need to have some kind of trade-off, some kind of leverage, some kind of, like, social capital where you can, when you do go for a premiere or you are making connections or you're asking for things like for me, at least this is, that's like how it worked and how I could be like, so bang out of the gate. But if you're doing more like a slow burn, you're really, really starting from scratch. Like just any connections that you have, see what you can swindle. Like if you went to uni in music, there's bound to be one person who had a, has a blog, one person who knows somebody who's in, you know, community radio or starting a student radio station. And it's about like, starting from the bottom and like moving your way I guess up up through those like forms of media if that makes sense until you feel like you have something that you can and a real story that you can say pitch to triple j where they will feel like oh okay this person is gonna make my job easier it's gonna be a good story like the radio is gonna want to hear this our listeners are gonna want to hear this you know what I mean like unfortunately it's not like back in the days where like music would just speak for itself it, it's about the full package and like the the music and the talent just isn't enough anymore sorry guys <laughs> and with your first single what was kind of like the story you pitched uh taking it off is about like a sneaky link like female empowerment like linking it to broader topics that um you know that fits culturally well with triple j um, and with like any of the other blogs that I pitched to, but I definitely didn't have a copy paste. Like everyone that I reached out to, I did my research on what their brand was, who they were and how I could change the story depending on who I was reaching out to so that they would like it and feel like it's personal to them. So now I've heard people talk about this before when I've gone to little like meetups where they talk about marketing and stuff like mm. that. And then anytime I've tried to actually do that at <laughs> home, I like research the different blogs, right? Mm. And then I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to change my story to suit them. Like I'm trying to figure out like, <laughs> what, what, how is this blog different to the other one? And what, what do I need to push with this one? Mm, yeah, totally. How do you even know like what to push with one and 
The first place I start with, if I'm looking at a blog, I will look at like, you kind of want to know the names of people around you who are at a similar level to you, or maybe like a bit like, you know, already like out there already established, but like similar sorts of levels or like started where you are Mm -hmm. so that when you're looking at these blogs, you can see, well, what articles have they written on these people? Do they have like a weekly thing that would fit into me well like if a blog does a artist of the week thing see if their artists of the week are like new artists and if they are like would that wow would, like that's what you hello <laughs> how rude of that light <laughs> maybe we do this one put it over on this yeah side. okay we're putting it over here shut up continue um but that was the place where like i started just so that i knew like where that's the word I'm looking for. Um, just that it was like, it was an easy place to start of just like, I don't have to do too much pitching. I know that they look for an, for an artist every week. It must get exhausting trying to find new artists. I'm going to do their job for them and say, here, I'm the artist. Here's yeah. all the info you need. And it's all there ready for them to just copy, paste, go. And like, that's what it is just about like making their lives easier. One um, time I tried to <laughs> for a blog, two different blogs. I actually wrote out, this is maybe like, I was trying really hard, but then I'm also like, you just don't know what's the right thing to do and what's Mm. not. I literally wrote out a blog for them, pretty much. I literally (laughs) wrote out, like, Chloe's 10... It was to do with the song. Mm. It was, like, Chloe's 10 top things and it to do with the song. Yeah, yeah, Like, to do with, like, the theme of it. Yeah. And then wrote out these funny answers so that in hopes that I just made their job easy and they could just copy and paste my whole story. And no one ever cared. They didn't oh. even reply. I was like, fuck. Right. I find like that would work. It's, it, it depends on like where the, the blog is and where it's like going to, you know what I mean? Like if they have like in-house writers or if they are the like, oh, you've sent us a press release, um, which for anyone who is starting up, your press release is going to be like a little bit of a bio, a little bit about the song, like something that like blogs can just copy paste. Yeah. I did a, a course recently with Amber Horsberg, who like I highly recommend, but she basically said like people who you don't think are connections, like they are. And like, you should, like you can reach out to them and it like, it doesn't hurt reaching out. Just, just seeing what happens if you ask for advice, because a lot of people are so willing to give advice. And that's the only reason my debut did so well was because I, I really capitalized on all the lovely, lovely people who were like willing to help me and willing to listen. Totally. And I even speak to my boyfriend about this because he, again, I was telling you earlier, he hates the marketing side and all that to his music. He just wants to make mm. the music and fuck off, you yeah. know? And he gets so embarrassed when I say, you should hit up your mate, whoever, <laughs> because you know, they do this, this and that. And like, they could mm. easily, like, there's no harm in sending an email. Mm, absolutely. And he's always like, oh my God, I don't want to be cocky. And I'm not that person. And I'm like, yeah, but you've got to sell a product. Like, yeah you know, you can't open a coffee shop and not promote it. Like exactly. no one's going to know it exists. Exactly. But, um, it, it's, but it is hard to, cause like, again, and I think that's the hard part about the climate that we're in now is like, we're musicians. Like, I mean, I'm not, but most people are musicians. They're not marketers. They're not, they've never wanted to be in marketing. They've never wanted exactly. to have to advertise themselves and they're being expected to. When it's like back back when it was like, okay, you're the talent, your team takes care of everything else. But yes. because of the rise of independence and how easy it is to like upload your own music on Spotify, like, yes, you get the benefit of like not having to sign into any shitty, shitty deals, but also you now have to be your entire team for yourself. Exactly. Which is what I struggle with so much, like burning out of like, 
other than like the production and the mixing and the mastering, like, thank you, James, I love you. Everything else is me and it's very tiring. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, this nail's looking beautiful. We're going in on the chrome at the moment. I, I no, I actually love it so much. <gasps> oh, she looks crazy. I love her. <gasps> that is crazy. This might be the weirdest set I've ever done. I'm so happy. I want to be the weirdest set I've ever done. Um, I have a segment for the podcast. Mm. Um, and it's called you, I Know I'm Not the Only One. You know I'm not the only one. You know that, you know? Yeah, one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where pretty much I, t I tell a really embarrassing story. Oh, my God. And you tell one back. And it <gasps> makes people feel like they're not the only one. So, like... You know, I've told so many on the podcast that I'm honestly, for, like, the James one could be mm, a good one for would, this. That would be beautiful. I'm like, do I, he's not going to listen to this. You, what, what, other, what other stories do you have? I've got so many that I've already told, though, so I really got to think of one that I haven't told before. That's the hard part. You kind of run out of, like, the surface level embarrassing ones and you have to, like, dig deep. <laughs> yeah, like, real deep. Like, real deep. But I tell ones that aren't just, like, you know, it's not like I fell over and then everyone was watching. Oh, no. It's things where it's, like... I, if I could go back, like, I can't be mad at myself because I just didn't know. Yeah. Oh, those And I tried. And I like, tried really like, hard. She was really, she really thought she was girl. Yeah. I can't be mad at myself because I didn't, I was trying. I was trying. Yeah. But I didn't know what I know now. Oh. And so it's embarrassing to look back on. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Okay. I think I have so one. So if you've got one, Would you like go me to in. Start? So I am at this brand new school, um, you know, I, I, I feel liked, I feel like I'm comfortable in this place where like, you know, everybody, everybody knows you, you're like, yeah. it's small, everyone's there for the same reasons, art, and so I feel completely comfortable for whatever goddamn reason. <laughs> um, on my band camp, I like put in, you can like put in that you're like having a sale if they use a promo code. So I put in code Bria and then for Valentine's Day, I went around... <laughs> I went around the school handing out these coupons being like, happy Valentine's Day. And it was like 20% off my like $10 album on Bandcamp. <laughs> and it was like, use code Bria. You don't know, use code Valentine's for 20% off. But also why were you such a like marketing queen back then? Like who the fuck was thinking of these marketing schemes at that age? Like I was definitely just like <laughs> focused on fucking waking up and having an up and go and getting my mom to drop me to school and then nothing else was in my brain like that was it now i'm trying to think of something that is great for this <laughs> episode surely i've got something i've got so many i do have one <laughs> when i was at uni it was my first time writing That's music exciting. ever okay i was really bad at it well done. and i was in a band with moss oh my god love and who <laughs> And I was coming up with something for one of our assessments to bring in and show him and the rest mm. of the band. And I wrote something on the piano that was terrible because I, I had never written. And I showed my boyfriend and he was like, you, you can't take that in. <gasps> like, it's really bad. Like, my boyfriend was even like, no, it's really bad. Anyway, I took it in. I played it and I have the voice memo. Please play it. And it's so bad. But do you know, to my credit, I swear to fucking God, I've heard it in a Taylor Swift song since. Like, <gasps> a song has come out, and I swear one time I was listening, and it, it reminds me of it. But anyway, Wait, I have the voice memo. Me. Hmm? Play, maybe it'll come to me. And also, like, when I played it to them, they were like, 
Uh, oh, no. They, it was a definite no. I've definitely been there. Me and my boyfriend always laugh because you can't really hear it in here, but yeah. it was like, and the thought and the wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I'm excited. This is the recording and like, this is the 7th of April, 2015. So this is the same year you're doing the newspaper thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, here it is. I had. This is me playing it to them. Cool. Cool, Chloe. Is that their reaction? Let's see if I've got their reaction. Oh, this is... What are you... Wait, was that... Like you showing it to them that was a recording. Yes. Oh my god! This is me showing it to Moss. You're like pl- you're like I'm recording playing it and recording it to sh- literally in the room with them. God. Okay, I have to be honest though. That is not that bad. But do you know what's hilarious? Because I'd showed my boyfriend the day before yeah. going and the thought and the wonder, and he's been like, no, I've taken the words out when I've sung it. So I've just gone because my boyfriend was like you cannot be like and the thud and the wonder you know what i no you should hear me when i'm like writing songs like i sound wait i'll get up for you like i sound so, fully that is that's not my embarrassing, embarrassing story i'm really I'm, I'm just glad that i don't think he would or the band would ever remember that we've we've I all remember. been there and, and me and, and my boyfriend what? laugh at it all the time I, <laughs> in the third and the one that's yeah. gonna be stuck in my head now I love these. We're like, going. They look full so, crazy. I I want to look like a pearl. I want to look like a like a sexy little pearl mermaid. You are. Thank you. Well, very um, incredible. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. We have talked about so many different things. You released an album at fifteen. <laughs> you started Brie out a couple months ago. It's getting played all over Triple J. Uh, shortlisted for the hottest one hundred. Uh, potentially changing names who knows who knows where we're going maybe signing a deal soon who knows who knows and Um, a lot of branding and marketing advice for people listening which is so amazing do you have one last final tip for up-and-coming artists i think my final tip is uh, just some advice some advice is like This is so cheesy, but really know yourself, really get soul digging and like work out what it is that sets you apart and what it is that makes your story unique. Like that's what's going to, that's what's going to kick you through there. Love it. Well, (laughs) thanks for coming on the podcast, letting me do your nails. You gave me like a lot of control and we've honestly gone crazy. Um, We will be taking a photo soon and... People will be able to see them. You'll be able to see this crazy, crazy contraption we've made. No, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on and letting me live out my nail dream. Yeah, it's wild. (laughs) My pleasure. And looking forward to seeing whatever you venture into. Yeah, I'll keep you updated, babe. Please. I'll be seeing it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Since recording this episode, Bria did go ahead and change her artist name to Stocker, which I mentioned in the intro. Um, So go check her out. She has a new single called Rodeo on all platforms now. 
But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Killing Be Friends. Like always, I'll be posting a picture of the nails we did over on the podcast Instagram at kenleybefriends.podcast, as well as on my nail Instagram at co.nailsbrisbane. If you would like to hear some music from this guest I just interviewed, you can check out the Friends of the Podcast playlist on Spotify. And if you would like to follow Stocker on Instagram, you can find her at stocker.mp3. Also, like always, I want to shout out my friend Tom for creating the theme song for this podcast. You can check him out on Instagram at Tom, you're stupid. Thanks again for tuning in. My name is Walter. Stay safe and I'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye.